your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 418 of Locked on Canadians. And if you love our show, you're going to want to make sure you're also listening to Locked on NHL so you can get all the news you need from around the entire hockey world. It is the Locked on Network's daily podcast on everything happening in every league, and there is a lot right now. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps on everything. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today wherever you get your podcasts. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin. As always, I am joined by the fresh off vacation active stick, Laura Saba. Uh, Laura, sorry for blowing up the group chat, but as we're going to get into, a whole bunch has happened in the last 72 hours. Yes. I don't know why the... Canadians have decided that, well, I, I guess it's not really their decision, right? Lots of things are happening affecting the Montreal Canadiens. And I had initially booked for the weekend following the last possible day of the playoffs once the Canadians made the finals uh, because I wanted to relax and sort of just, you know, come wind down and, and get some rest before the big news happened, which was going to be the expansion draft. But the big news happened while I was on my vacation. Can't complain, though. There's always stuff to talk about in Montreal now and we like it better than having nothing to talk about and having to make things up or come up with ideas and honestly I'm ready to break all this down I don't know if we'll come to a conclusion or anything like that but uh, hopefully by the end of this episode we'll all feel better about what's going on right now with the expansion draft and all the news that broke so we'll start with today this morning uh, Sunday when we were recording this at 10 a.m all of the team's protected lists were released to fans and media alike, and the Montreal Canadiens have protected forwards Josh Anderson, Yoel Armia, Jake Evans, Brendan Gallagher, not surprising as a no-move clause, Gasperi Kotkaniemi, Arturi Lekkanen, and Tyler Toffoli, and on defense it protected Ben Sherratt, Joel Edmondson, and Jeff Petrie, and it protected goaltender Jake Allen. And now is where we get into the fun things. There's not a whole lot of surprising things in there. We knew Shea Weber was going to be exposed. But of course, after we had recorded this and it came out Friday night, I believe, the Canadians mentioned that they had asked Carey Price and he had agreed to waive his no-move clause and we will get into the entire Carey Price saga in our next segment, allowing them to protect Jake Allen and likely keep him because of Carey Price's $10.5 million cap hit and other stuff, which we will get to. Outside of that, Laura, the only name that I'm really shocked to see on the exposed list is Brandon Baddock. No, I'm uh, Jonathan Drouin is one of the names that I was a little bit surprised to see on the exposed list right now. And honestly, everything else kind of lines up with what we thought minus Jay Weber, which we couldn't have predicted the whole injury thing and Carey Price, which we didn't know they were going to ask him to move his no move. All things considered compared to some teams around the league, the Canadians seem to have done pretty well at, you know, keeping their team together and what they would have wanted to do in this. 
Yeah, I think I think it makes a lot of sense knowing that Shea Weber might not come back next year or not at all, or we still don't know, obviously, until there's an announcement. Uh, they had to keep their defenseman that they wanted intact. We talked last week about the Jonathan Duran situation, and I wonder if uh, it was up to the player, perhaps, or maybe the Canadians think that uh, Jonathan Duran needs a change and needs to get out of here. Uh, he is a valuable player to both teams, and I think it makes sense for Seattle, given his playmaking ability, that uh, he might be worth a look at. Uh, they've already kind of indicated that they're, they're going to take a goaltender from Florida, um, but the general consensus is they're going to take three, and they had their eye on Allen. Uh, so I think it kind of makes sense. We're going to get into why uh, Carey Price did what he did later on. Uh, to me, I didn't really see any other surprises. And with the Jonathan Duran thing as well, is that we talked about it before he went on LTIR in the season. We said that he would be one of the people that he would uh, that the Canadians would protect. We had, I think, a mailbag question asking us who, who we would protect and who we expected them to. Uh, and um, we thought Jonathan Duran was on it because he is a valuable player. And despite what people think in the city, I think that he is very useful on the Canadians and he's had a couple of seasons where he's really uh, sort of perfected his game to his ability. Right. Um, expectation is different than reality. And for reality, I think he's a very good player. However, he has been uh, on away from the team on LTIR for a while. And they were, the Canadians have said that he's dealing with uh, issues and they haven't been clear on that. And it could be something where Jonathan Duran just needs to get out of here and needs a change. Maybe he asked to be exposed or maybe the Canadians asked him if it was his choice. I mean, I don't know how they run their team. We're not in the locker room. We're not in the front offices, but it's possible that for certain players, uh, Mark Bergevin asked what their preference would be. Uh, we know that we found out now that Carey Price volunteered to be uh, exposed in the protection draft. And again, we're going to talk about why very, very shortly. But for Jonathan Drouin, I, I would not be surprised if there was a conversation that happened and uh, he was involved. Like, I don't think that the Canadians are leaving him unprotected and like high and dry or that they they're willing to lose him for nothing. I feel like this is something where um, both agree that it could be good if Seattle picks him, which we don't know who Seattle is going to pick. And they've got a really interesting decision ahead of them at this time. Yeah, they absolutely do. And it's, it's not an easy conversation to have, especially with a lot of these players. Like these are guys who got you to, what the Stanley cup final two weeks ago, say for Jonathan Duane, who is, you know, one of your more prominent trades in recent history. Like, how do you, as a, as a person handle that, you know, like that can't possibly be easy at all. And I, I don't envy Mark Bergevin having to go up to all these people and like ask them about all of this. Be like, Hey, are you okay with this? Are you okay with this? Are you going to be all right? Like, it's not like you're asking a rookie mean like, Hey, we're not protecting you in the expansion draft. It's you're asking Carrie price. You're asking Shea Weber. You're asking Jonathan Drouin established players and very, you know, proud players in this. And obviously Weber's a little bit different. There's a, almost a zero chance. He's going to be claimed. Carrie price is a little bit different. And speaking of Carrie price and what's going on with him, we're going to touch on that coming up next. If you've been listening to Locked On Canadians, you know that we love Built Bar. Built Bar is the only protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's soft, real easy to eat, got chocolate, plenty of incredible flavors. Eight 
13 incredible flavors, in fact, and they have both nut and nut-free options for those of us with allergies. And there are flavors from caramel brownie and lemon almond cheesecake to raspberry, German chocolate, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond. There is something for everyone, and they are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. They are everything you are looking for in a protein bar. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. All you have to do is put in promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. So go to BuiltBar.com, put together your box of a dozen flavors and get them shipped. Try them out. Put in promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So as we mentioned, the Canadians are in a very unique situation right now. Um, Carey Price was asked to waive his no-move clause, and a lot of people went, well, there's no way they're going to pick him. He's making $10.5 million against the cap, and he's terrible, and blah, blah, blah. You know, all the stuff we've been hearing all year. As it so turns out, apparently, uh, according to the news that has come down recently from Frank Saravalli and Pierre Lebrun, Carey Price is likely to miss the start of next season with potential surgery. Frank Cervalli says it's a hip injury. Pierre Lebrun says Carey Price is flying to New York to get his hip looked at, but also get an opinion on his knee for surgery. We don't know the severity of this. Um, I gotta say, not great. Not great at all. Uh, it kind of worries me a lot, to be quite honest with you, that... Um, our, the franchise goaltender needs potentially serious surgery and will not be ready for the start of next season here. And Laura, I got to be honest, like I'm expecting another update within like the next two hours because none of us are allowed to know peace here. We tried to keep you as updated as best we could on your vacation, but I, this is all just like whiplash. It feels like. It's honestly, I just want to say a couple of things. Uh, according to Frank Saravalli's piece on Daily Faceoff, Carrie Price was the one who approached the Canadians. So because there was a deadline to ask the player to waive a no-move clause, and the Canadians did not uh, ask him before the deadline. However, the NHL made an exemption to that rule because it was Carrie Price's idea. So essentially, the, the reason that there was a deadline was so that they didn't put pressure on the team to, uh, sorry, uh, so that the team could not put pressure on the player to waive the no-move clause like five minutes before they submitted their protection lists, right? So like you had a few uh, hours or, a few, sorry, a couple of days to play with before you decided on your finalized list. So in that time, Carey Price must have discovered, found out, uh, realized something about the injury and the extent of the injury and realized that this is this is sources that have told Frank Saravalli, right? So this is all in his uh, daily face-off piece. Sources told him that Carey Price, realizing that 
there's a significant possibility that he's going to miss a significant ch- chunk of time next year, uh, quite a long time, volunteered, signed the no movement clause, uh, willing to take the risk. Obviously, we've talked about this before. He's from the Seattle area uh, or he's from the Vancouver area uh, and uh, his his wife is from the Seattle area. They have family there. They would be very happy playing in Seattle. It would be great for him. We've talked about this so many times before, but that's a risk that uh, the Canadians and Carey Price were willing to take because Carey Price realizing that if he's not ready to go, and the Kraken take Jake Allen, the Canadians are going to be left with no goalies. So uh, this was portrayed in Frank Saravalli's piece as uh, Carey Price putting the team before his him, himself. We don't know what the injury is like. The specialist that Carey Price is going to see is later this week. So it's probably even going to be uh, right up until or after the expansion draft takes place. So right now, Seattle is taking a risk with uh, picking up a guy who might not be able to play uh, next year. And we don't know if it's going to be a few months, if it's going to be half the year, it's going to be the entire season. We don't know yet. Uh, A guy coming off surgery, a guy do a signing bonus in September of $11 million that they're going to have to just pony up. Uh, Somebody with a giant cap hit and somebody possibly broken, right? So the Kraken, even though if you look at it, it makes sense for them to grab Carey Price, hit the cap floor, get a hometown hero, get a big name, one of the best goaltenders in the league that can sort of mold the younger goaltenders up and coming. That makes sense for Seattle, but there are a lot of things that don't for Seattle. For example, that signing bonus, like I said, and if you don't know if a guy's going to be ready to go or not, there's absolutely no point in taking him. So I think what the Canadians and Carey Price are kind of banking on are that the injury is going to deter Seattle from taking him. The injury and the cap hit are, uh, are both going to deter Seattle from taking him. Uh, but at the same time, Mark Bergevin and, and, and Carey Price themselves know that if Carey were to be picked by the Kraken, he would be happy there. So it's kind of, it's win-win for the Habs. It's win-win for Carey Price. And it's also win-win for the Seattle Kraken, unless Carey Price's injury is career threatening and that's the thing that we don't know it could be just a simple thing and the other thing too is that frank cervelli reported a hip injury uh pierre lebrun is talking about a knee injury we don't even know exactly what's injured at the moment we just know that there's something going on with carrie price and also because it's the internet and it's 2021 and everything is ridiculous apparently a bunch of people started dming carrie price's wife on instagram so she then posted a picture of herself drinking a glass of wine and her two daughters uh, with thumbs ups uh, at the camera, pointing thumbs ups at the camera. Um, and uh, and she said, all will make sense soon or everything will make sense soon or something like that. And she had like a twinkle in her eye. So everybody's taking that to mean that Carrie Price is actually staying in Montreal or something like that. So we don't, there's so much speculation, but I, I do want to say that Carey Price volunteering this uh, puts gives the Canadians two options. If Seattle takes him, and we know that Shea Weber is likely not going to be back next year and potentially ever, then the Canadians have a bunch of cap space uh, and they can start a rebuild in earnest. Uh, they've got some good young players that have just reached the final. They've got pieces. They can they can do a quicker rebuild than uh, we thought. Like we we talked about this team earlier this year before they made the playoffs and had that run. We talked about this being like 
you know, how would you fix this team? Like there's so many changes that need to be made. So for me, the way that I look at this is whatever happens, and we're going to talk more about this in the next episode as well, like how this could all work. Carrie Price put the team ahead of himself. I think that to me is the biggest uh, indication here. Like I just like, that's how much he loves Montreal. The biggest thing for me is I just don't know like what they do here. It, it leads to a lot of, if Carey Price is out, what do you do for a goaltender? Because Caden Primo kind of showed he wasn't quite ready yet. And Jake Allen is fine, but you can't rely on Jake Allen right now. It's, it's quite frankly asking a lot. And if he does get taken by Seattle, like let's say it doesn't deter Seattle at all. You got to find it. You got to find a regular starter. Now it creates a lot of uh, chaos around this team. You already know you're going to be, we, more than likely be without Shea Weber. So you need a top pairing defenseman. You need a starting goalie or at least a 1A, 1B type goalie. You need scoring wingers. Like there's a lot to be done. And we'll talk about uh, coming up next, what or how the Canadians might be able to get around that with all this new cap space they might find. And that's coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.com. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So we know the Montreal Canadiens are almost more than likely going to be without Shea Weber at the start of the season, barring a miraculous recovery. So his $7.6 million will likely go into long-term injured reserve. And then there's Carey Price that we do not know where he's going to be, where he's going to end up what even the situation is with him right now. And what I do know though, is that if for whatever reason he is out of Montreal, there is 10 and a half million dollars off the cap. Or if the team of Seattle takes Jonathan Drouin is five and a half million dollars comes off coupled with Shea Weber 7.6. My point being in this is that Carey price is going to, or the Canadians themselves are going to have a ton of potential cap space in the near future here. They are going to have more money to play around with than I think we could have ever possibly imagined. And to me, that's huge. That's humongous for this team that is looking to make a splash and they will be able to pay for some of these people and potentially get Shea Weber back whenever that time is. But honestly, what do you spend the money on? And we'll talk about it in tomorrow's episode. Did the Canadians luck kind of into a rebuild a little bit just across the board? I don't know what the Montreal Canadians are going to do. Like the options are there. There's Gabriel Landeskog. There's, you know, UFAs that are out there. There's players that want to get traded like Vladimir Tarasenko that are out there. There are so many options And Laura. I got to be honest. I just don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to go for a defenseman for me. I think, I don't know if it's going to be a UFA or a trade, but um, we know for sure, for sure, there's going to be some part of Shea Weber's next season 
And we don't know if it's like for good or not, but we know that there's going to be significant LTIR involved. They have to get a defenseman to either support Jeff Petrie. If Jeff Petrie is going to be the number one guy, which we've talked about, he's capable of doing that depending on who he's playing with. Um, and, and you're going to need somebody to be your second, ta- your second pairing, like anchor, I guess. Uh, so for me, they have to find somebody. And I know we've talked uh, privately about this. There's not that many defensemen exposed for Seattle, but if the Canadians are willing to give something up, I think that's a possibility. And for me, that would be a number one priority because you can't like, you're not going to get anywhere. If we, if we know that Jake Allen is going to be there and we know he's serviceable, whoever ends up backing him up, or maybe they, they throw Caden Primo in there to start getting his, uh, his NHL readiness. Uh, But whatever happens with the goaltending situation, you know that you can't like you can't play Jeff Petrie 45 minutes a night. That's not going to happen. So you need somebody. And there are some good options available. Uh, obviously, everybody's talking about Dougie Hamilton. I don't know if he'd like Montreal. He seems to be the kind of guy who doesn't like the spotlight. Uh, but that's a possibility. Uh, then, then you know, in terms of forward depth, like they're going to need a center if uh, Dano walks away. We'll talk about Dano again in the next episode. But they're going to need a center. They, they like they 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 need that. And, and so it's possible that they bring up Ryan Paling, but you need somebody that you can rely on defensively. Is Jake Evans ready to take that load? I don't know. And so they have a lot of uh, possibility if they're going to have that cap space. I just don't know who their target should be because you don't want them to be in a situation where everybody's in on one guy and then their second choice gets signed by somebody else when, you know, everybody in the NHL is chasing a, a certain player and there, there are free agents available. We also joked around Alex Ovechkin signing in Montreal. Um, he's still UFA. He has not re-signed with uh, Washington. I wonder if, uh, if uh, he's going to be a guy that the Kraken reach out to, to be honest, I have no idea, but there's so many possibilities that they, they're going to get. I don't, think though I don't think that they go for a goaltender unless Carey Price is picked by Seattle well the thing about that is and you mentioned it in passing is that Carey Price was the one who uh, got permission from the PA to waive his own no move clause late and the Canadians agreed because of his potential injury here so this team now knows that they're going to be missing Price at so for some period of time so now we've, we've talked about Mark Bergevin's pile of work and it feels like every time he takes off a few pieces, like, yep, got the assistant coaches, got some guys for the rocket, got some death pieces resigned. Someone piles nine more sheets of paper on top of it. And he's kind of stuck here. Uh, now he his I think at the top of his list is he has to find a goalie to bridge the gap until Carey price is back. And that also means getting a center too. And, if they LTIR Price and Weber, which we assume they're going to, that's funny enough, as someone pointed out on Twitter, $18 million over the cap. Um, and let's say Druan goes to Seattle, you have the space to make these things happen. And it puts a lot of what Mark Bergevin might have done this past year in perspective, why he got the vets and the pieces that he did. If he knew Weber was going to be out, if he knew Shea Weber or uh, Carey Price was eventually kind of, you know, uh, running on fumes or his hips running on fumes or his knee or whatever it is, everything kind of falls into place here. I'm not saying it's some grand plan, but I think Mark Bergevin has somehow put himself in a position where despite losing two cornerstone pillars of his team, he's going to be able to get out of this 
or get out of this relatively unscathed. We're going to talk about a potential rebuild in our next episode, but with the names out on the market and the pieces they have available and the prospect pool they have available and all this other stuff, Mark Bergevin's about doing about as well as a guy who's about to lose his team captain, the unnamed captain, and potentially a top six winger, all in very short order here. I, I really would like to see them make a run at Landeskog. I don't think Ryan Suter's coming to Canada, unfortunately. I'd love to see them make a run at Dougie Hamilton. Hell, Mark Bergevin's shown he's not afraid to offer sheet people. I wouldn't say no to that either. There's so many options for what he can do, and honestly, uh, if I was a betting man, I would bet on whatever the least likely scenario is, especially with Mark Bergevin. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for our show today. As always, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow Laura at the active stick and you can follow myself at Scott Mala. And if you love to listen to this show, make sure you're subscribed to locked on bets where betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts.